Americans and Floridians understood the importance of not only educating the next generation of Americans on civics and American values, but also on the beliefs, values, and histories of our enemies. Florida had a mandatory class called Americanism versus Communism, but it was ended after the fall of the Soviet Union. That was a mistake. Communism is an ideology whose leaders like Stalin, Mao, Pol Pot, and Castro have killed over 100 million of their own people. And too many Americans today are sympathetic to it. One of the bills that uh, honestly hadn't really caught my attention very much, and the only reason I wound up watching this particular meeting has to do with the, uh, the bill to uh, require the teaching of the history of communism in Florida schools, SB 1264, which... I had thought, honestly, had some requirement already in the schools, but based on testimony, uh, the bill analysis and what the uh, sponsor had said, apparently not very much, and if at all, not adequate to the task. And as you heard him say there, um, you know, not, I mean, he's not the bill sponsor, but, you know, one of the testifiers uh, saying that uh, we don't really teach this anymore at all. And I'm like, how can that be that we don't teach about communism? Okay, well, anyway, I had been intending to watch another bill that was going to be up after this. And I just kind of said, well, all right, we got this on. I guess I'll hear what they have to say because I'm kind of, you know, I'm always curious from that be something I don't know. Uh, best inadvertent meeting I ever listened to because what you had was not just the setup of the why we care about this, which is really horrifying to consider. It's what kids young people, young voters, believe about communism and about the sort of core ideals of American democracy. According to a 2020 poll from the Victims of Communism Memorial Foundation, 30% of Gen Z and 27% of millennials have a favorable view of Marxism. What? And only 63% of Gen Z believe the Declaration of Independence better guarantees freedom and equality over the Communist Manifesto. Double what? Now, I think if you had asked me, I would have said that there's certainly some. Because, you know, it's always been fashionable to be stupid when you're young. Um, and you see people walking around with Che Guevara shirts. And, you know, you don't typically see a lot of people with the Pol Pot shirt on. But Mao Zedong, maybe, you know. Oh, he seems like a good enough guy. A Lenin, a Stalin, a Trotsky, you know. Um, you know, somebody with a nice beret, you know, maybe they're 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 kind of cool to worship as a youngster who's looking into the world and trying to figure out how things work. Um, but really, those numbers are enormous, right? Like 30 percent of Gen Z and 27 percent of millennials actually think, you know, Marxism, maybe <laughs> like, wow. And, you know, I understand because they think, uh, well, look, it treats everybody equally and everybody has their fair share. And look at the rich poor gap and you know these horrible one percenters who have it all and then everybody else is suffering and if we could only redistribute the wealth so that the people at the bottom could have their fair share well you know how we determine fair shares in a free market you produce something that people want and then they give you money voluntarily for it that's how you determine what's your fair share is how much people pay you for the stuff that you do and if they don't want to pay you very much then that's an indicator that what you're doing isn't really worth what you think it's worth that's how this functions and so the fair share is what you have now i know there's imperfections in the capitalist system but um the basic truth if you look through history and you compare where communism takes over and functions and capitalism takes over and functions is that in every political and economic system you have problems flaws inequality and abuse of people what you have in capitalism is all of that 
at a really high level of prosperity. And what you have in Marxism is all of that at a really low level of prosperity. Oh, yeah, and the oppression and the taking advantage of people and the suffering are immeasurably worse than they were under capitalism. So capitalism is in some ways sort of like the old quote, you know, the quip about uh, democracy, right? It's a horrible, terrible, awful system of economics. It's just that it's, you know, better than all the rest. Just like democracy is a horrible, terrible system of doing government. It's just, you know, better than all the rest. And that's what you always have to look at. But okay, so what I found fascinating about this hearing which again to me was unexpected because I wasn't going to listen to this. I was there. To listen. I was kind of listening to another bill, and I genuinely thought, like, ah, I'll make myself listen to this. Maybe it'll be interesting. Best decision I've made in the last couple of weeks in terms of what things to pay attention to and whatnot, because what you had was you had basically a parade of people who considered it their civic duty to travel to Tallahassee from parts wide-flung across the state of Florida in order to testify about their personal or family experiences in all of the communist regimes around the world. So you had people show up from Nicaragua who had fled Nicaragua, people who had fled Cuba, people who had fled Vietnam, people who had left the places where this had been put into place and even the Dominican Republic back in the day, and wanted to tell the folks in Tallahassee, thank God you're doing this. These American people do not know how bad it is in these countries. Please make sure to teach our kids about communism, not just because it's historically interesting, but because it can happen here, because it has happened there. And the people there didn't stop it, just like the people here don't stop it because unless you know how bad it is, you will embrace it because it sounds so wonderful. This is Vanessa Vasquez Anderson. This bill is very near and dear to my heart. My grandparents were victims of communism under the brutal regime of the dictator Rafael Trujillo in Dominican Republic. So I grew up learning about their experience and it was awful to hear about what they went through. That history matters. Jamie Aurelia came here from, uh, who was, I forget where he was from, Venezuela, that's right, Jamie Aurelia was from Venezuela. 42 years ago, when I came to this country, the United States of America, I was impressed by the expression, the land of opportunity and the land of freedom. Furthermore, when I went to law school and learned about our constitution, the word freedom was to me, and I believe to everybody here, the most precious and valuable word of this important text. The word freedom does not exist in a communist country, in a totalitarian regime, where everything is controlled by the party, including what citizens think, believe, talk, hear, eat, own, even what they relate to. The purpose of a communist regime is to turn a human being into a new man, a slave in a being without will or someone lacking of self love or personality and it's such a captivating philosophy i mean it, there have been millions of people over history who have been seduced by this into thinking oh yeah this is the way 
you know, get rid of the rich and help the poor and make everybody equal and put the state in charge because this crazy, ridiculous free market where people do their own thing and own their own property and look out for themselves, that, that can't possibly the high, be the highest ideal of the human condition. And Jamie really, uh, and so many others, like every single other person, there wasn't a single person to show up and be like, oh man, you, which is kind of, you know, nobody showed up to defend communism. Which is kind of interesting because you have a lot of college professors who really believe this. Actually, uh, just a side note. Um, I remember when I used to get fired a lot from being a college professor. Either fired or not asked back, which is their polite way of firing you. If you're like an adjunct, you, you know, they don't have to fire. They just, you know, hey, we're not going to give you any, any courses next semester. Um, I always figured I was a good fit because, you know, I would teach in departments where we'd have like the communists, the atheists, the Wiccan you know, I mean, seriously, you know, and then there'd be me, like, you know, the conservative Christian. I thought, oh, this is a good variety. It's almost like democracy. It's like, you know, share the different ideas. The students would love my classes. They would, you know, beg, hey, what else are you teaching, you know? And and I thought, oh, it's a good fit. But then I'd be the one who got fired, <laughs> you know, because no, we cannot have that. But seriously, they're there. They're in, I mean, I'm not, I don't know any personally here like it, you know, our two schools, but... I would be stunned to find out there's no communists at our schools. I'm sure there are. Because if you go to, it's the only place that they can afford to hang out because it's the one place where they can sort of espouse their ideas and still keep their job, right? So college campuses absolutely have professors who don't just teach about the economic system, but really believe it. They really believe it. And Jamie really says, you know, everything we, every time we try it, Every time it gets tried. All we have seen from communism is destruction of economies, corruption, death, and misery. Just what I, my family, and friends experience while living in Venezuela, Cuba, and many other countries. And again, pick your, your place. They're all the same result. Here you had Venezuela. Then, you know, before that you had the Dominican Republic. This was Nicaragua, Rafael Pisano. Don't make the mistake we made in our country. We didn't teach our young kids. We didn't take seriously what communists do to our country, to our family, to your value. Don't make the mistake we made and we lost our country because of that. Communism is an idea virus. It's a disease of the mind. And if you do not teach your children about it, and if you do not inoculate them against it, they will become vulnerable to it. As we have seen over and over and over again throughout history. How are we doing at inoculating our children against this mind virus? Not great. We're actually advocating it in a lot of cases and in a lot of ways. Four, three, seven, sixteen, twenty. So as I said, I I had kind of dismissed this bill. I wasn't all that interested in it, but um, the bill SB twelve sixty four passed out of committee, and I'll be sharing more of this testimony with you throughout the morning because some of the things that they they talked it was just it was history that you don't hear a lot from firsthand experiences of people who suffered under it and it was so moving to me some of the things that got said that I wanted to I wanted to give you a chance to hear from them you know one of those cases where it wasn't just like the back and forth and the ideas that I want you to understand what bills are under consideration but this is genuinely you know firsthand or secondhand accounts of real political economic and cultural suffering 
from a thing that is an ongoing real threat to your way of life and the prosperity of this nation and the world every single day. And that's why we need to at least pay attention to it enough to teach kids about it in school. 522 on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. Got a bug problem or worse, a rodent situation? Insect makes pest control for your home easy and effective. First, Insect thoroughly inspects the problem and provides you with a free estimate and a treatment plan. Then once on the job, Insect identifies, targets, and eliminates common household pests, including rodents, roaches, ants, and fleas, with guaranteed results. Insect's professionally trained technicians will safely and effectively eliminate pests inside and outside, while also taking preventative steps to stop other pests from infesting your home. Afterwards, a report with pictures will be emailed to let you know what was found and the work that was performed. To make it even easier, Insect offers annual and quarterly pest control services to stop pests from infesting your home. Guaranteed. Outside, inside, from inspection to treatment to follow-up. Insect Pest and Lawn makes whole home protection safe and easy. Just say no to bugs. Join the Insect family today online at insect.net. That's E-N-S-E-C.net. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. What's up? <sighs> I'm tired of feeling so bloated. That used to be me. Then I got this. Align bloating relief plus food digestion. A probiotic, right? Yeah, it works naturally with your gut to help soothe occasional bloating and gas. Plus, it has vitamin B12 to aid digestion by helping convert food to cellular energy. Two benefits, one capsule. Align bloating relief plus food digestion from the number one doctor-recommended probiotic brand. Get $5 off at AlignProbiotics.com. The Port of Pensacola is more than just a name. It's a powerhouse of economic opportunities, a strategic location that sparks growth and prosperity, contributing significantly to the local and regional economy with 23 incredible businesses that call this port home. Big names like C-Max Materials, GE Wind Energy, and soon the prestigious American Magic Sailing Team. Since 1754, the Port of Pensacola has been the driving force behind Northwest Florida's economic success. Explore more at portofpensacola.com. Why choose a Sleep Number Smart Bed? Because no two people sleep the same. Only the Sleep Number Smart Bed lets you each choose your individual firmness and comfort your Sleep Number setting. The Climate 360 Smart Bed is so smart, it actively cools or warms up to 13 degrees on either side for your ideal sleep temperature. And now, during the final days of our President's Day sale, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus 10% off all bases. Ends Monday. To find a store near you, visit sleepnumber.com. Start your mornings off informed with all things Pensacola on the Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. All right, away and go with your mother, all right? And while you're there, why don't you try one of her bras on you, wee girl? Float away, you fairy! I'm the hottest round. I told y'all, y'all can stop me now. Listen to me now. I'm lasting 20 rounds. And if you want me, then come on, get me now. Is you with me now? Um, you remember you 300000 for the tactical vehicle that is on order for Lenco. I was talking to the chief just today about it, and he said he had, I said, didn't this get put on back order? And he said, yeah, he got defense production acted. So the federal government literally came to the company and said, you're not building these, you're building stuff that we need as a result of the Defense Protection Act. And they're building things to support 
things like conflagrations in Ukraine, in the Middle East, etc. So this has been ordered. It has been Defense Production Acted. Never heard that term until today. DPA'd. That's Amy Lavoy, the uh, finance officer for the city of Pensacola, talking about the Bearcat, the SWAT vehicle, the uh, you know the one to replace the 1970s era vintage plumber's van that they show up to incidents in now. And uh, they got DPA'd. That Defense Production Act is when the federal government basically commandeers your production facility and says, we need that for wartime. And apparently they DPA'd the uh, facility that manufactures those. So we're on kind of wait and see mode to see when we can finally get it. Um, oh, also, <laughs> this was in the agenda review. This was on Monday. The um, you know city council has their regular meeting tonight. Uh, Charles Bear took a shot. At the <laughs> this is here. This is this. You'll hear. Thank you, Councilman Bear. Thank you, Mr. President. And um, since we're the city of five flags, I fully expect that the mayor will bring us a proposal once Santa Rosa County has installed the biggest flag in I don't know the the world uh, that we'll have one just slightly bigger to put somewhere in our city. Thank you. <laughs> I actually don't think that D.C. will come forward with that, but I thought it was a pretty funny thing. Meanwhile, back to Amy Lavoie. She made an interesting comment about the way the airport is performing, has been performing, which we know massively busy, right? You know, I got to give the airport, I got to give the airport props and joke about them a little bit on the airport. I promise you, nobody would want to go to the bond market except with a balance sheet that looks like this. Their performance is so strong and so good that I, I, I wait to go to the bond market with this balance sheet to show it off. This, and I also think it's a new rule that any year that we are contemplating going to the bond market with an issuance, we should be required to have an article in the Wall Street Journal like <laughs> the one we just had. Because I have had more than one banker say, hey, did you see that article in the Wall Street Journal? I have seen that article in the Wall Street Journal. I haven't read it all, but I've seen it. So with this balance sheet and an article in the Wall Street Journal, I would, pr- I would prefer to go to the bond market this year. And, of course, I'm talking about your terminal expansion and your whatever else you're going to do it there. So that is a fantastic performance from the airport. I've literally never heard Amy Lavoie or any CFO so emotional. <laughs> About how good things are, and yeah, if we're gonna go bond this new terminal and the parking structure and all of that, hey, do it now. Get the money. We're fantastic. Uh, and you know, she's got bankers calling her. You saw the Wall Street Journal article, right? How much you want to borrow? <laughs> That's pretty good. Five twenty nine News Radio ninety two three. David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David. A bomb threat found in a United Airplane bathroom diverted a flight from uh, that was going from New Jersey to Los Angeles. A bomb-sniffing dog reportedly found a suspicious bag, although the FBI has not confirmed if anything was found or if anybody was taken into custody. Uh, the Hunter Biden laptop hearing in Delaware Superior Court begins today. The lawsuit was filed by the man who turned that over to the FBI and later shared its contents with uh, Rudy Giuliani towards the end of the tw- uh, 2020 presidential campaign, Biden filed a counterclaim over the circumstances around the laptop. Uh, and former President Trump's attorney now requesting a delay of enforcement on that $355 million uh, that he was ordered to pay in the civil fraud trial. After the verdict this week, Trump has uh, one month to come up with the money. All right, David, thanks so much for the update. Uh, President Trump in that town hall on Fox the other day apparently mentioned the people that he is considering for vice president. Number zero on the list is Nikki Haley. He says, no, she's totally out. But he is considering Ron DeSantis, Tim Scott, Vivek Ramaswamy, Christy Nome from, oh, 
South Dakota? I always forget which one. Uh, yeah, South, Doug Bergen was North Dakota. South Dakota was there. Um, and Byron Donalds uh, from Florida apparently is also on the list. Interesting list. Christy Nome would be a very interesting pick. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. The reports of cell phone service outages in spots coast to coast affecting several networks early this morning. No word what might be causing it. The largest hospital in Alabama, the University of Alabama at Birmingham Hospital, is putting in vitro fertilization treatments on hold over concerns that patients and physicians could be prosecuted. This following the Alabama Supreme Court allowing two wrongful death lawsuits against a fertility clinic with patients alleging their embryos were mistakenly destroyed. Justices ruling an 1872 state law allowing parents to sue over the death of a child applies to unborn children and embryos. Fox's Kristen Goodwin, two missiles suspected of being fired by Iran-backed Houthi rebels hit a British-owned cargo ship. British officials say the attack caused a fire on board and coalition military forces are on their way to help. The vessel is in the Gulf of Aden, around 70 miles off Yemen. Fox's Jonathan Savage. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, it's 5.31 at News Radio 92.3. Partly cloudy, 54 degrees right now in Pensacola. The conversation over the book review process in Escambia County Schools continues. Library and media specialists are continuing to chip away at the hundreds of books that have been pulled for review. Most of the public speakers at Tuesday night's board meeting support that, but not all of them. So far, 74 of those 1,800-plus books have been reviewed by media specialists, and seven have been held back for community review. The rest are back on the shelves. How many years will it take to go through all the titles? There are no other districts in the state that have resorted to such drastic limitations on our students. And, of course, over the last month, this school district has received criticism from around the country, including late-night hosts Jimmy Kimmel and Stephen Colbert. Uh, All of this comes as the district is also wrapped up in a lawsuit filed by Penn America. Gulf Breeze police are going to be replacing their body cameras, but taxpayers won't be footing the bill. Our chief, who is is using assets and forfeiture money, not taxpayer dollars, in order to make sure those are all updated. City manager Sam Abel, she says they'll be spending $104,200 to lease 25 new body cameras and eight docking stations. The cameras currently in use were bought in 2016, but the company they bought them from is no longer in business. Apparently they've been having more and more technical issues with them. The Florida Highway Patrol's made an arrest after Tuesday evening's deadly motorcycle crash on North New Warrington Road. 33-year-old Byron Pineda is accused of driving on a suspended or revoked license. He was being held on $250,000 bond. Jail records also indicate there is a hold for immigration and customs enforcement. Investigators say Pineda was driving northbound when he merged into the path of a motorcycle. The victim collided with the median and was pronounced dead at the scene of that crash. FHP also says there was a high-speed chase on Highway 29 yesterday that ended with the suspect crashing a car and being hospitalized. Uh, The chase ended on Molino Road near Sunshine Hill Road. A trooper involved in that pursuit also crashed but was not seriously injured, and uh, no other information has been released on that. Rick Scott not happy with President Biden's plan to forgive more student loan debt. Biden announced yesterday he'd be erasing over a billion dollars in debt held by around 150,000 borrowers. Senator Scott tweeted that 
It was a reckless handout and a slap in the face to millions of people who are working to get by. It is 534 News Radio 92.3, and let's get a look at our Channel 3 weather forecast. We will have a mostly sunny sky day today with temperatures warming up near 71 degrees. Overnight tonight, staying quite mild with lows near 61 degrees. For Friday, small chance of some stray showers in the morning. They clear out pretty quickly, and then we'll have a beautiful afternoon with a high near 72. Friday night, temperatures dropping near 46. Stay connected to Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Thank you, Brooke. It is 55 in Pensacola, 55 in Gulf Breeze, and... A little bit cooler, 43 in Milton. Our next news at 6 and breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. Congressman Matt Gates. We are here focused on a weaponized government. Donald Trump Jr. We're here tonight to talk about the great American story. In a Pensacola town hall meeting, Tuesday, February 27th, at the Palafox Wharf Waterfront. Matt Gates and Donald Trump Jr. will discuss the biggest issues of our time. The doors open at 5 p.m., but if you can't make it, you can listen to the entire town hall meeting right here. News Radio Pensacola. Informative, local, dependable. Hi, I'm Billy Anderson with Anderson Subaru in Pensacola. Your road to adventure starts with the 2024 Subaru Outback and the 2024 Subaru Forester. Both come standard with symmetrical all-wheel drive for confidence along the way. The Subaru Outback, according to Kelly Blue Book, is one of the best family cars of 2023. And according to Auto Trader and my good friend Max here, the Subaru Forester is one of the 2023 best cars for dog lovers. For information on all the awards and accolades from Kelly Blue Book and Auto Trader on the Subaru brand, the Subaru Outback, and the Subaru Forester, visit kellybluebookkbb.com and autotrader.com. Whether you're a Forester family or an Outback family, your road to adventure starts in a Subaru. Get yours during the Subaru Lot to Love event. Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, online at andersonsubaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. Kelly Blue Book is a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company, Incorporated. Auto Trader is a registered trademark and used with permission. Let's be honest, nobody likes taxes, but they are necessary to maintain roads, support schools, and fund public services. Wouldn't it be great if someone else paid our taxes? In Escambia County, they do. Our beautiful community draws millions of visitors who spend over a billion dollars each year. The taxes they pay help lower the tax burden for locals. Tourism works for all residents and businesses in Escambia County. This message brought to you by Visit Pensacola. Serving overseas was just the beginning. We might be home from war, but our mission continues in communities all across the country. It's why we're out there in times of peace and crisis, providing meals to the hungry and supplies to the sick. It's why we're giving strength to those who are too weak and bringing resources to those without them. Service doesn't stop when we're done serving. It's what makes us the VFW. Learn more at vfw.org. Pensacola right now with Joe and Austin. Four to seven on News Radio Pensacola. Informative, local, dependable.
Good morning, 538 here on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola, Pensacola Morning News. And uh, talking yesterday with uh, Pensacola Mayor D.C. Reeves, as we typically do on a Wednesday at 735, and then we replay the day after. Uh, Mayor Reeves, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Good morning, Andrew. How are you? I'm doing great. So um, according to my social media feed, the city of Pensacola intends, depending on which version of this you get, to either tear down all of the existing border wall on Cervantes and completely redo it the way maybe it used to be, or I'm not quite sure, or we are going to build a brand new border fencing all the way from E all the way over to Bayou Tahar, and the whole stretch of it from Mobile Highway to the water east is all going to be chicanes and narrowed and lowered speed limit and border fencing because that's the goal of the city. Um, I don't think those are probably right, but you tell me what the actual story here is. Uh, it's a good example of uh, what I've learned in 15 months, which is not everybody reads everything that they share. Um, <laughs> and and so, which really pertains to a lots of topics that we, we discuss at the city. I and I know we're all, we got busy lives. You know, this is all, this is my job. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, absolutely not. And as a matter of fact, you know, we tried to miss bust this. Uh, understand what we're asking for from council is, a, is basically a letter of support to go get a to go get grant money. Um, now that has nothing to do with what happened before. I wasn't part of that before. That was an FDOT project. We obviously well documented all of that. Uh, this is not us tearing that out. It's not us extending it. This is our own city of Pensacola grant ask to make it uh, a more pedestrian friendly to make some incremental changes to do so. And it's also incremental, and in, in, you may look at it and say, okay, Mayor, you, you asked me to read it. I read it. Why don't you do the entire thing? Well, this grant funding is tied to certain census tracts, as an example. Like, it won't be – if we did the entire thing, we would fall out of qualification for the grant. So, so what, we're, what we're really doing is we're trying to be opportunistic. Now, we can decide to fund ourselves or, or work with FDOT to fund the, the remaining portions, but that's why you may look at it and it'd say, well, why is it these intermittent – you know, parts of Cervantes and all of that. You just have to look at it through the lens that what we're doing is we're trying to go get zero percent match. You know, millions of dollars to go improve Cervantes Street. Okay, let me we'll, let me just you know, have some more decisions. There. I just know that this is going to be in somebody's head, and I want to make sure that we get a clear statement. Is right. there any future in which Mayor Reeves sees border fencing being built on Cervantes east of where it already is now, anywhere close to Bayou Tahar? Or is no, that a zero possibility in your opinion? Zero possibility okay. unless the next mayor does it. <laughs> that, well, that, can, and that's, and that's what I know people years. want to hear. So I just wanted to make sure that we got right. that message out really yeah. clearly. Um, uh, obviously, a big, big thing tomorrow night to sort of finalize the deal with American Magic, right? Yeah, very excited about that. We should actually have, uh, looks like we're going to have a skipper of the team in from Barcelona on Monday to execute the lease. And, uh, just a big step for us. We're still on track to get the building done, hopefully end of the year, uh, first part of next year when they're done with the, with the big race in Spain. But, uh, but very, very excited for this. We've talked many times about the transformational opportunity this could be, but, uh, but this is a tangible step. So uh, if council uh, approves it uh, tomorrow, then we've got a lease uh, in hand to, to get executed and, uh, and then the partnership for 10 years and maybe 20. Uh, it's going to be formalized. Very good. Now, obviously, the thing that I've been talking a lot about and you you guys have been dealing a lot with is the demolition of the Malcolm Young gym, which for people who haven't been following yep. this all that closely, a bunch of people showed up to protest the demolition. Various 
folks from all different kinds of perspectives. The city council then voted six to one to go ahead with the demolition. Some of those folks uh, filed a kind of a two pronged uh, thwarting of that. Prong one is that they are saying that they want to pursue the petition process to overturn the decision by city council, which takes 60 days to get 4,000 or so signatures before we move to the next phase. Part two of that is that they want a temporary restraining order against the demolition of the building in order to give them time to accomplish the 4,000 signatures. Um, it seems, I mean, obviously, if they pursue this process, that's well within their charter rights as voters. Um why not give them the 60 days to see if they can come up with the $4,000? That seems like a fairly low-cost concession to see if there's enough momentum to change the decision by council. Well, uh, I'm not going to get into to the legal aspects of this. Certain, As you said, it says in the charter that they have the ability to do that. Uh, but the council and the administration also has the ability uh, to, to take a vote. And there was a vote that was 6-1. Um, and if we were to go into a precedent of which any time someone didn't like a vote that has no standing, uh, you know, could just do so. And then we stop government for 60 days. I don't know that that's the precedent um, that we want to set either. So, uh, look, they should pursue whatever's within their rights. They certainly have the right to do that. And, and so do we. And so uh, that's why I said I'm not going to comment on the merits of are we right or they right. We'll let the, the lawyers and the uh, you know courts decide that. Uh, but what I can tell you is we've taken a vote and, um, you know, this is where we are. And at the end of the day, this, this to me, um, you've heard me on your radio show time and time again talk about we've got to start taking care of the things that we have because there's been a philosophical issue with that for years of time. As we all know, uh, shutting down Bay Bluffs Park, Malcolm Young, all these things where we have to start taking these things seriously. And, you know, the fact of the matter is, uh, you know, that one of the petitioners, Councilwoman Hill, uh, in three times in 2020, took $715,000. That was earmarked for Malcolm Young. I mean, it was in LLSC. It was set to go. And they decided there was a more important project for them. And, uh, and so th- this is exactly a microcosm of what I'm talking about is, you know, th- they signed the death notice of Malcolm Young three, year, three and a half years ago when they said, never mind, it's not important to us. We're not going to fix it. If it had been fixed, we would have been right back in business. Instead, we kick the can down the road and we make it someone else's problem. And then now we're, we have some pearl clutching we're doing over the potential loss of a building that we signed away uh, three years ago. So that's, what the, that's the habit we have to get out of and not letting different projects jump the line because we might like them better or, or we might think it's more important. And I'm sure they have a great case for where they move the money, right? I mean, hey, we think this is a higher priority. But that doesn't relieve us of the consequence of, of, of letting a building dilapidate and be a $3 million fix now. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, that, that's, the decision was made in September and October of 2020 by Councilwoman Hill to, uh, to move that money somewhere else. And then now she's saying it's super important. So, um, you know, here we are. And, and hopefully, hopefully with Cobb Center, with Bay Bluffs, all these things that we've stopped in time, that, that we're going to be learning from those previous mistakes we've seen in previous councils. Somebody had asked me this question yesterday, and I did not know the answer to it, so I'm going to ask you. I know what you've talked about is demolishing the gym and then, you know, contracting somehow for affordable housing that would carry a subsidy because the city would own the property, and then managing that and provide what you're doing with the Pensacola Motor Lodge, which is all kinds of projects you're kind of working on this front with. Um, My only question, well, the question the person asked was, how much would that property sell for, and would there be enough revenue in selling the property to fund the actual construction of a replacement gym somewhere? And I have no idea the answer to that, but I figured you would. 
Yeah. So yeah, I, I do, and it appraised actually when they were when they spiked the seven hundred fifteen thousand when that council did that in two thousand twenty that twenty one that conversation came up. I, I just listened to it. It was a appraisal about just south of a million dollars, only ninety thousand dollars of which actually went to the building um, because of the state it was in three years ago. Um, so look, here's the key: why why would we not just sell it a surplus and then try to find another gym? Number one, uh, you know, nine hundred thousand is not going to be enough right. to fix the gym completely. You know, as it was, we'd be having a lot of different conversations. Second is. The land is the subsidy for affordable housing. Understand, you know, people get upset with market rate developers or market rate units. Why aren't these affordable? The private market is not in charge of of building something for for one price and renting it to at a loss. That 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 will never happen. The government, the someone has to step in or philanthropy. Someone has to step in and be the, the gap, the subsidy between that. So the dirt becomes the subsidy, right? And so then you say, okay, well, and you're the taxes, right? Also, the t- price, and the not having this to pay amount taxes. of time. Yeah. It, it, it base, and here's our give as the, the, the government is that you get this at a discount or or for a dollar. I mean, dep- it just depends on what what you know is offered, right? And how how uh, deep of a discount it is. So so it becomes a leverage piece for the city to be able to create housing that would otherwise not exist. Uh, because you can't, if you're going to wait around for the private market to do affordable housing and, and literally go to get a bank loan and then take a loss in default, that's not going to happen. So how, how, these are what we're – you see these projects, Andrew, the Motor Lodge, uh, Malcolm Young, Baptist Hospital. We're trying to figure out how to create affordability at scale, not one house at a time, but we've got to do these larger projects or we'll never put a dent in trying to create places for people to live afford, affordably in the city. So. So that's why we see Malcolm Young as an opportunity for that. We always like to end our conversation with the mayor by t- doing something light, frivolous, and uh, lightning. If we can do it quickly, we usually do. Uh, a lot of the times I draw these from our frivolous conversations we have at 835. First question for you today, what's something that you did as a kid that kids today can't or don't get allowed to do? Oh, I mean, that would that's easy. Leave the house with no cell phone, you know, all day in the summer and, like, come back in 10 hours, you know. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. I, I could never imagine yeah, my daughter doing that, and that's what we did all the time. On your cell phone, and I don't know if you have more than one or not. Maybe you have a city and a personal. I'm not sure. But um, on your cell phone, case, no case, what's your preference? Uh, case, and it, it's got some worn-out corners, you know. I'm, I'm on the move, so, um, but, you know. It can't be too big a case. It's not the big, chunky one. It's the you know just enough to protect it. Okay, so fashionably uh, non-baggy pants, but still enough room to carry the case in clad uh, phone right. in your pocket, right? Right. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> Very good. Exactly. And last one, it's a bit of a gross one, but this is one of my favorite ones from the last week or two. Um, you're out walking the dog, and the dog has to create contents for the bag, okay? Uh, you put your hand in the bag, mm-hmm. you grab what's been left for you by the dog, and then you yeah. put it where it needs to go. Is your hand clean yes. at that point enough that you would say, I don't know, put a stick of gum in your mouth, or does that hand need to be washed first? I just don't trust it. I don't trust that <laughs> phenoplastic, Andrew. Um, you know, so, I mean, but, but there's probably, a, you know, some chemists out there that will tell me I'm fine. I'm just saying, you know, I've, I'm, I'm still going right into the sink in the house. I sure. think if uh, if you survey people, 99% of them will be on your side on this one. Mayor D.C. Reeves, Mayor Pensacola, look forward to the city council meeting tomorrow night. Thanks so much for the time this morning, sir, and we'll talk to you again next week.
All right, Andrew, thanks so much. Actually, of course, that's tonight since that interview was done yesterday. But sure enough, the city council meeting is going to be this evening. 5.50 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Oh, there is, um, there's been more follow-up on this thing about, you know, what happened in the past and who voted for which money to go to what fund. And I actually uh, got a call from Sherry Myers yesterday. I uh, talked to her for... Gosh, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, she just wanted to explain to me, you know, all of the backdrop surrounding how the money for Malcolm Young and the Tippin Park and the soccer complex that was supposed to be at the, oh, I always forget the name of the other park, not the Langley, not the Hitzman, but it was supposed to be at another one first. And, um, and anyway, I, I'm not sure exactly how relevant it is that, you know, Ann or Sherry made a vote back in the day and, you know, now are protesting. I think it's more, and I I certainly hope that what DC meant by bringing that up is that it's sort of symptomatic of the culture issue of focusing on the building side of things instead of the maintenance side of things and that we really need to shift that culture. Um, You know, because obviously the mayor had a big impact on that. In fact, that was Mayor Grover Robinson, uh, you know, and the, the parks director at the time, you know, Brian Cooper, who is no longer with us at, you know, I mean, he's an employee, he's still alive. Um, but, you know, so, and, and Sherry wanted me to know, you know, who she thought was really responsible for all of this. And I, I'm not really interested in all that. I, I don't, I don't, I hope it's not just a game of like, gotcha. Um, what I thought, what I took it as, at least I hope this is the case, is it's more a matter of, we used to have this sort of blind spot about maintenance and a lot of people were to blame for that. And even Charles Bear has said he felt like he's to blame for that. And we're trying to fix that now. And some people still have that blind spot. And we're having to work against that at the city is kind of I think DC's position on all this. So and and I I agree with that concern. 437-1620-437-1620 if you have an import of BMW, a Porsche, Mercedes-Benz, Audi, Genesis, Jaguar, a Lexus, Okay, you uh, think you have to take that to the dealership because they're, you know, they made the car, they work on the cars. Well, maybe. Okay, but you pay extra for that. And if it's at a distance, because some of these places really are, um, you have to inconvenience yourself time wise to get there. Or you can take it to a shop like Bobby Likas where they work on these cars all the time. No problem. You know, they, I mean, they're just they're just as familiar with it as anybody is, right? And you save money, which is kind of convenient. And it's local, which is also kind of convenient. Uh, if you've got a domestic, of course, they work on those too. If you got a diesel engine, yes. If you got a gas engine, yes. Sometimes people think like diesel engines, that's special. You got to go to the dealership. You know, uh, you know, if the truck's not working, take it to Bobby Lycus Auto Service. They want you to bring it to them for the preventative, routine, scheduled maintenance. You know, and you should have a mechanic look at your car every once in a while just to be sure everything is going okay because they can, you know, hear or, and I know it may sound weird to say, but smell. They can just touch the car. They, like, they they are aware of the things that are sort of about to go wrong because I've seen it so many times, and you want to get it at that phase before it actually goes wrong. That's why it's preventative maintenance, right? Uh, Bobby Likas Auto Service right here on Davis Highway. Why is Bray Jewelers the best place to buy an engagement ring? Come in and see our selection. I promise you, we have more diamond engagement rings than you'll see anywhere in the panhandle of Florida. But it's what you do for people that they don't expect that they remember. The little things that we do, we want to deliver special experiences for you at Beret. We love doing what we do and we love making people happy. We want every person that walks into the store to feel like you're part of our family. I want everybody to have an amazing experience at Beret Jewelers. 
The Pensacola ReStore has your home goods and home repair needs at unbeatable prices. With discounted appliances, living and dining room furniture, mattresses, home improvement supplies, paint, flooring, plumbing, and more, they have everything you need to improve your home. 9th Avenue and Creighton Road in Pensacola. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 10 till 6. Every dollar spent helps to support Pensacola Habitat for Humanity's mission of providing affordable housing opportunities to Escambia and Santa Rosa counties. Join Stephen Schmidt, Marine Service Technology Instructor at Georgetown Technical College on the Pensacola Expert Panel tomorrow at 10 a.m. Key Marine Center is sponsoring the show. When Key Marine needs to hire Marine Service Technicians, they hire students from Georgetown Technical College. It's a dream team, so join them tomorrow at 10 a.m. on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 a.m. 1620. The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Sarah is 64 and loves to garden. Recently, her health insurance ran out, leaving her worried about more than just weeds. She called the Elder Helpline and spoke with a volunteer shine counselor about her options. There, she received free, unbiased counseling on health insurance for those on Medicare. For more information or to volunteer, call 1-800-963-5337 or go to floridashine.org. The Dave Ramsey Show, weeknights 7 to 10, before WEAR TV News on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Merry New Year! Happy New Year. In this country, we say Happy New Year. Ha 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 talks. But it don't sing and dance and it don't walk As long as I can have you here with me I'd much rather be forever in blue jeans I love watching all these movies, uh, especially older movies, and you, you know, you've seen so many movies that you recognize people from other roles, and of course that was the principal from The Breakfast Club was the nefarious actor dude in Trading Places, you know, the the, <laughs> the bad guy. So I'm sitting there thinking, mess with the bull, you get the horn, son. 5.56 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Uh, J, um, J, David Wayne is in the newsroom this morning with our headlines. David? Well, the first trial in the Rust movie shooting is getting underway in New Mexico. Prosecutors uh, claim that weapons handler for that movie, Hannah Gutierrez, is largely responsible for the death of cinematographer Helena Hutchins. U.S. prosecutors say a Japanese crime boss has been trafficking nuclear material to sell to Iran. An indictment was announced on Wednesday against Takeshi Ebisawa. Prosecutors uh, claim he's a leader in Japan's Yakuza crime syndicate. He'll be in court this morning in Manhattan. And everyone wants to be the Cadbury bunny because only he brings delicious Cadbury cream eggs. Hershey's is looking for a new cat, uh, new uh, Cadbury bunny. So if you've got a rabbit that you think would uh, be a good fit to be the Cadbury bunny, they are uh, doing an Instagram submission process. You submit a picture or a video and why you believe your rabbit should represent Cadbury. Oh, man, and we just got rid of our rabbit like a year ago. <laughs> so I know. Ice cream. Uh, this is the name of the rabbit. We, You know, we have been trying our hardest. We have two dogs. Okay, we have two Australians, but we're always feel like if we can just get to that place where we only have the dogs 
Uh, right. But we have three boys, and they seem to always... Pets just get dr- drug home all the time, I'm yes, sure. Yes, yeah. and, you know, like, we've got a cockatiel, and my, my son Ethan loves this cockatiel, okay, and no one else does, and that cockatiel is a mean, nasty varmint. Um, <laughs> and, you know, the other boy, you know, had the hamsters and, you know, finally got rid of those and got rid of the rabbit finally, I mean, to a good home, okay? And uh, and now we've acquired a snake. Uh, wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> a snake? How big of a snake are we talking about? What oh, kind it's of only snake? Like I don't know, four feet. Um, <laughs> like a boa constrictor? It. I, I forget the brand. Um, it's a. You know, it's like it's black and white, and it's thin, relatively thin. It's like you know, thumb thickness, and you know, you can watch him eat the little frozen mice, whatever. But it's. Interesting. My my, my you youngest know, wanted, the- we're babies we're we're basically snake sitting for somebody else, you know, who's okay. off of college kind of thing. And uh both my wife and I are like, Do we really want a snake in the house? And Well, I was gonna say, of all the time I've known you, I've never once looked at you and thought, I bet he's got a snake. We I don't. <laughs> I don't, but in my son's room, okay? <laughs> so, you know, and we're very adamant about every time you take him out, you lock the door. Every time. You put, you know, because they're crafty, right? They get out. And let's just hope that doesn't happen. Anyway, David, thanks so much for the update. So, no, we cannot apply for the uh, the bunny. We finally get rid of the bunny. Uh, still have that stupid bird. Uh, <laughs> for the And, by the way, um, just as an, sort of a side note, a local thing that you may not know anything about, Uncle Sandy's Macaw Rescue on uh, Old Palafox. I think that I got 90%. Is that where that is? Or they're on Chemistrand? Now all of a sudden I forget. Anyway, um, awesome place. I love that place. And my son volunteered there a bunch. And, um, you know, they're great. And there's a, it's it's really a local treasure. And for just a couple of bucks, you can go and see. You know, they've got like a hundred of these exotic birds. And it's a really cool location. Local talk in the morning. 5 to 9 with Andrew McKay is on News Radio 92.3. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.